welcome to episode 028 for Rawness of Reality. I'm your host, Kevin Stock, and in this episode, you have the opportunity to meet Pat Bruner. He is a photographer, and he has always made photography a priority. He has made street photography and concerts his focal point. But as of 2018, he started Bankrupt Bodega. Through this company, he uses familiar photographs from around Pittsburgh and puts them onto clothing. A portion of all the proceeds go to local charities in the communities that the photos were taken. During this episode, we talk about the current pandemic, what three aspects of his business are, and we break down his new zine, No Parking. But enough from me. Here's Pat Bruner. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Pat Bruner, a local uh, photographer, born and raised in Pittsburgh. Um, started a brand in 2018. It's called Bankrupt Bodega. Um, basically what I do is I put all my photos onto clothes in um, different sorts of fashions. Um, I do a lot of like vintage thrifting and then I have photos printed on the fabric. I sew them all in to the vintage pieces myself. I published a zine recently. Um, I sell prints. And yeah, I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you. And to start off, I'd love to know, because you do have a company, Bankrupt Bodega. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're the creative director there. But I'm really interested in your photography. Mm -hmm. And I see that a lot of other people are. You have a lot of different people who have had the opportunity to work with you. And Mm -hmm. you take their photos, and they're proud of posting them. Mm -hmm. So I want to know what really motivated you to pick up a camera in the first place. I would have to go back to when I was a kid, honestly. I got, um, like, a little power shot camera, and I would just take it on, like, family vacations and stuff. I mean, this is, like, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of, like, documenting things I saw. And then I got, um, for Christmas one year, my dad gave me his old film camera and um, kind of got hooked since then. Um, I still have that camera. I have it tattooed on my arm, actually. Oh, what? Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, okay. so, yeah, it's very personal to me. Um, so that yeah. was, like, the first legit camera you ever received? Yeah, yeah, and then I got a, a Nikon um, D7200, which is kind of like an entry-level um, digital um, DSLR camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started using that um, primarily and kind of fell off of film for a little bit. Um and then eventually got back into film. I started taking classes at Pittsburgh Filmmakers, which mm-hmm. is no longer around, which sucks. But um, yeah, Pittsburgh but, Filmmakers. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, it's in like North Oakland, or used okay. to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a great resource, man. And at Pitt, we could take um, classes there for like college mm-hmm. credits, which was incredible. Yeah, because I could just go hang out in the dark room all day. And plus, they have like this ridiculous equipment room where you could rent out anything you wanted wow. and like use all of their services. For so free. all of their services, did they, uh, were they allocated somewhere else or? Well, they closed because of, they weren't making enough money mm-hmm. and, um, they had basically like a big auction okay. and people could come. And of course I missed it like a dingus. Yeah. I wanted to go so bad, but I missed it. But yeah, you could, they auctioned off everything there, all yeah. the equipment, all the darkroom supplies, like. It's pretty wild. Yeah, it is. So that was kind of unfortunate. Yeah, and then after that, I graduated college shortly after, and then I started getting into concert photography. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've shot like hundreds of shows. So I've heard you speak about concert photography Mm -hmm. and a uh, discussion you had with Skies. Mm -hmm. Sykes. Sykes. Sykes, Sykes, yeah. yeah. terrible name sometimes (laughs) Sykes and uh, Sykes if you guys don't know he's another podcaster in Pittsburgh check him out but when I heard you speak about uh, concert photography it was it was within the last couple days I was listening to this and I thought to myself what would your perspective have been if you were doing concert photography at a time like we're in now where we're asked to do uh, these quarantine like self-quarantines and events are canceling, mm-hmm. what would that have been like for your life, uh, being a concert photographer? Uh, I mean, it would have been really frustrating because, first of all, you wouldn't be able to work. And I know a few mm-hmm. concert photographers who are completely shut out of job right now, so they're losing money um, mm-hmm. and, like, trying to get innovative ways to, like, pay their bills and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I imagine it would be incredibly frustrating. Yeah, that's that's what I thought, too. I mean, I just thought... 
like because you've been one uh you'd have some pretty good insight too. yeah yeah and like my heart goes out to all those people dude like i have mm-hmm. a ton of friends who like work in the music industry like yeah especially locally like for like the rock scene or like gray area and like they're all out of a job and like mm-hmm. just trying to like figure out what they can do to get by which the response has been pretty cool though man you see a lot of people doing like live streams it has and, like, yeah doing like gofundmes for like creatives mm-hmm. um in the area it's awesome yeah you have been seeing a uh outpour of support for the creative community and that that, i'm kind of getting chills right now because knowing uh some of the people who are affected uh you know that a lot of these people are just good people who just love what they do and this is really unexpected and to be confronted with this out of nowhere as it seems uh can be very tough. Yeah, uh, and it's so. out of everyone's control. Yeah, no, it's it like is. like the worst part. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's kind of like the part where we need to let it like kind of take its course. Um, yeah. Since it's out of our, our control, we need to let it take its course and do what's best for ourselves mm-hmm. as the individuals and our uh, for our friends and family. Mm-hmm. Uh, just be there for them. So, I agree, man. Yeah, it's almost like a like a global reset, though. Like I see for that. the environment, okay. like. That's maybe been, for people's sanity, insane. like yeah. But the environment alone, like, have you seen the pictures yeah, of Italy yeah, and yeah, uh, even China, yeah, uh, even New York in some areas. Yeah. Uh, although in New York, I pointed out to my friend, it was like getting greener, and he was like, "Well, you know, that could have been like pictures of winter, and now it's spring." Yeah, <laughs> it's like I you, mean, that's kind of a good point. <laughs> yeah, he's got something there. Yeah, yeah. He, he got something there for sure. But uh, I mean, when you look at like. Um, <laughs> data from like air pollutants like it's noticeably going down or exactly mm-hmm. yeah just cool it's really cool um it's crazy that it took something like this to get that uh going and for us to even notice that yeah. could be possible yeah but because we're noticing i think going forward more people might be a little more conscious about uh their day-to-day actions those little I things agree. you know yeah even just like people like touching door handles like Mm-hmm. You're never going to look at that the same way now. You no, know what I mean? Like, no. The crazy thing about this, I think I think this is correct in saying that nobody in our lifetime has experienced what we're experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. So we can't necessarily go to our elders for advice on this mm-hmm. because they don't really know. They're a little more close with the history of it. Yeah. But they don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people are comparing it to like the flu in like 1910, like early 1910s. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean... It's not really anyone in our lifetime. Exactly, yeah. So even if it's, like, comparable, it's not the same. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy out of our control. Um, And at first, it really shook me up inside. But with time, you know, we we have these heads on our shoulder for a reason. we got to use them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's get back to you. So, Bankrupt Bodega. You have this really unique clothing line. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no, yeah, it's sick. It really is. <laughs> it is. You. I actually, so before we met, mm-hmm. I work with uh, a friend of yours, John Adams. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, and John yeah, was... I forgot all, you mentioned that that night. Yeah, yeah, John, uh, he, he talks really highly of you. Yeah, John uh, just got engaged. Congrats, Johnny. Yeah, shout out to John and Sam Adams. Like, great couple. Uh, yeah. That's... Great names combined, uh, just great people all around. Yeah, your clothing is really unique, and he was he was talking about it a lot. And I I've heard of you, and I've seen you and your your shop at like pop up shops and different venues, and I was always interested to look at it. And I really want to know what gave you the idea to like combine the different fabrics and combine the different like the photography element to the clothing. Like you take photos of Pittsburgh for the most part and mm-hmm. the surrounding area, and then put them on your your clothing is that right Mm -hmm. okay so what gave you that uh idea um so i've had a clothing brand in the past um with a friend of mine um so i've always been into clothing even before then like just my entire life i've been into clothing um the last brand didn't work out um and like i was saying i was doing a lot of concert photography at the time but it's hard to make money in that field so Mm -hmm. i kind of wanted to focus my efforts elsewhere where i was a little bit more in control of the money that I can make from it. Another, so there's, the way I look at it, there's like three aspects of it, right? There's okay. photography, clothing, and sort of like public policy, like, um, and um, like donating to charity. Mm, so I studied okay. urban planning in college um, at Pitt. So 
that's always kind of been a love of mine is like this public relationship in the city. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to combine those three things into um, a business. Um, So what I did, I started um, putting my photos onto clothes and then I donate, I work with 412 Food Rescue, which is a local um, nonprofit. And what they do is um, connect like restaurants and businesses who would otherwise be throwing out unused food and they set up an app so that people can go to these restaurants and basically like uber but Mm -hmm. so you get like dispatched and you go to the restaurant and pick up their food and then you take it to the donation center Mm -hmm. um so i wanted to give back in a way that benefited the local community Mm -hmm. um and using all like imagery from that community that's yeah yeah and what I want to do, hopefully, in the future is be able to, like, replicate that model in different cities. Mm-hmm. Work with a photographer in, like, Philly and link up with a nonprofit or something that they're, that is dear to them and local to their community. Mm-hmm. So that when we put out a shirt with their photo on it, like, a percentage of those proceeds would go back into their mm-hmm. um, choice of nonprofit. And sort of duplicate that in as many cities as possible. Yeah, yeah. and I can, the way you're explaining it, I can really see how it could work in yeah. these different cities. I really do yeah. see how it ticks. Yeah. Um, that's that's really cool. Thanks, and uh, <clears throat> you said, what was it that you were studying? Urban urban uh, planning. Urban and planning. And historic preservation as well. Okay, okay. So did you specifically look at Pittsburgh when you were studying that or kind of... Um, we did, we would do a lot of research in Pittsburgh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, when Lawrenceville was first starting to, like, gentrify, we, um, did, um, like, a door-to-door survey mm-hmm. of, like, what people thought the neighborhood and how it was changing and how it was affecting them. What do, you, what do you think about Lawrenceville and the way it's changed over time? Um, I think it's a sign of what's to come in other neighborhoods in Pittsburgh. I mm-hmm. don't think it's the first. Do you think it's, I, it's, I don't think it's a bad thing. Okay. I mean, it sucks that people are getting pushed away. Mm-hmm. Have to relocate, but I, I mean, I don't think altogether it's a bad thing. If you look at that area before it was gentrified, I, mm-hmm. I mean, it was not necessarily a good area, you would say. Mm-hmm. So to bring businesses and start local businesses there, I think is, is a good thing. Yeah. But, you know, gentrification obviously has its downsides. No, it definitely does. And I think uh, you're right about how Lawrenceville is kind of one stepping stone to what we'll see oh, yeah. happening in Pittsburgh. Yeah, man. This yeah. area is probably on the next three, mm-hmm. well, well, I would say. Already, I mean, I was a Duquesne student, and while being a Duquesne student, you see what's going on in Uptown and the Hill, and a lot of my classes were geared to learn about uh, the Hill District, mm-hmm. and we were taught about the community and how it's changed over time. Uh, but towards the end of my senior year at Duquesne, a lot of things in the Hill were shutting down. Mm-hmm. Their grocery store shut down. Their, um, their nonprofit Hill House Association. Oh yeah. Yeah. Shut yeah. Down. I've and, done some work with them actually. We, well, I did a course where we would, um, tour different neighborhoods and, um, get to work with not really work with but just like have meetings with the local like community development centers mm-hmm. um yeah so we we hung out with the hill house one day it's a great organization it is it is, it, it is. Well, and i it was just really sad to like be learning about uh that community as everything in the community was shutting down and it's kind of like one of the beginning signs of uh the gentrification yeah. happening uh, but I think as community members, we have uh, an obligation. As you're doing, you're you're doing your part uh, mm-hmm. with four one two food rescue. But there's also that obligation to speak up and uh, kind of provide a voice to those who don't necessarily have a voice in that community. Yeah. So, however you do that, that's that's up to you as an individual. Sure. But, uh, I do agree with you where this is going to be like the next spot that everyone's kind of looking at yeah and uh, you would say you like you've definitely noticed it then oh yeah yeah so if you if you look around uh within the last couple of years you have um college housing popping mm-hmm. up typically when you see college housing in an area like this 
you know that they're going to start implementing more businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you have these these two bars near Duquesne. One of them is Kenny's Place, and there's another one that's Aces and Deuces, mm-hmm. and they have a bad reputation uh, because a lot of people outside of the bars are on drugs and and uh, just really, uh, really not getting into, like, the right scene over there. Yeah. And it's, like, right next to the college you see the city trying to shut down these bars. Mm-hmm. And I think once you see those two bars shut down, uh, you'll see a change on that. Yeah. Street. Interesting. Yeah. That, that's what I've been noticing from living around here. Also, you have, uh, this past summer, all summer opened up. It's, it was a pop-up bar, oh, but yeah. it was an outdoor, a pop-up bar where local musicians in the area would come perform. It's literally, I could throw a rock and, and hit the bartender from my house. Like mm-hmm. that's how close I'm yeah, to I, it. Yeah, I had heard about that actually. Yeah, and so the the owner of Umami was actually the one who put that up. Mm-hmm. And the reason they put that up was what I think anyway was to gauge how much traction would come through there from the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. What I heard was they had a pretty good turnout. Uh, so I I only expect that next summer you'll see it happen again mm-hmm. uh, and maybe put more resources into it. Yeah, that's an interesting comment. Mm-hmm. We that, have we the, have the trial run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have different uh, people looking into the area uh, to see how much of an interest they can really get, and then you also have. I heard this. I'm not exactly sure if it's true, but I think it is. You, if you start a business like on in your if you start a business within this area, you get 10 years tax exemption on your property tax for that business. Dang. Yeah. So there's incentives as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just one of many that I've heard. Yeah. So yeah. I do think, though, I do think it's up to the community members to kind of figure out how it'll turn out. Yeah. You know, how, play your role. Yeah, the so. same thing's happening in my neighborhood, Bloomfield, right now. They're trying okay. to tear down the SureSave grocery store. Have you heard about that? Sure. What's it called? SureSave. SureSave. Um, but That's it's... like the one over here that they quit. That was like a stop and shop or something. Like an, like an IGA or something? Yeah. Kind of like... just like a, I don't know. It's like a, it's, um, I don't know, it's crazy. And there's been a lot of community meetings about it. Like a lot of the elderly people in the neighborhood get their groceries from there. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were to tear it down, like what would happen? Like first obvious assumption is there's going to be like overpriced condos, put in luxury condos. Mm-hmm. But, um, a lot of the community members are showing up to the meetings and being like, Hey, we need like a grocery store on the bottom floor or like what sort of retail is going to go in on the bottom floor. Um, so there's this big concern that like, that's going to be like the turning point where like, mm-hmm. because a lot of like the gentrification and like, um, prosperity i guess from like the lawrenceville area hasn't really come up to bloomfield yet mm-hmm. i'm not sure how familiar you are with that area over there i'm not so, as familiar i i know about it i've been over there right but, but i mean all the neighborhoods border each other basically mm-hmm. but bloomfield somehow hasn't seen too much change mm-hmm. um, but and do you like people, that about it I love Bloomfield. I've been yeah. running around Bloomfield my entire life, man. My grandfather grew up in Bloomfield. Okay. So, so I, I mean, literally my entire life. I've so been your there. roots are like in Bloomfield yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. That's cool. That that really is cool. And so then you, being a community member, you have the opportunity to speak up for the people, uh, those older people who have um, no idea about like really how to like do it, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Right, and, because a lot of the information comes out like... Um, I don't know, through like an email newsletter or mm-hmm. like just on like um, the Bloomfield Garfield Corporation's like Facebook page or something. So like a lot of people are going to miss out on yeah, that information. Yeah, they miss it. And there's so much information from so many different sources hitting us all the time Yeah, that we're not always focused necessarily on what's going on in our community as we should be. Yeah. Um, so it, it does make it difficult to know exactly even what to say though when you're in those meetings sometimes mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But I I do I do think that just just kind of like listening to the community members, seeing what they really want and what they really need, the people who are there now, mm-hmm. that's the way to kind of really help and really make lasting change, uh, positive change in people's lives. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so it's I agree. 
it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in it Pittsburgh will be in yeah the next five years mm-hmm. and i always i i always tell my friends like hey you know pittsburgh's growing and like we'll joke about it and then we'll be like well you know they can't grow this way towards downtown because you're gonna hit the point and then you got the yeah. river so where else do you grow from downtown right. that's another topic of discussion is um like i mean historically like um during like the 50s 60s there's like white flight right which is the idea of like everyone leaving mm-hmm. the city and like moving to the suburbs, the suburbs yeah. a lot of people are saying like a similar trend like that is going to happen mm-hmm. but um this time with like um lower income families like leaving the city and moving to the suburbs and there's this discussion that needs to be had which is like what happens when we run out of houses in the suburbs like mm, if okay. the city eventually gets to that sort of population level like um what's being done to make new developments affordable for people mm-hmm. and i'm not talking about like like you know like half a million dollar houses in like bethel park and shit which seems to be crazy growing market out there because of the tech uh sector that's growing here probably yeah Yeah. and yeah exactly all those people want to live in the city Mm -hmm. Um, but it's forcing people out where are those people gonna go exactly definitely it's an open debate it and it's kind of scary because a lot of the people who are looking to move out of the city to move into the suburbs because they feel like they're forced out of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're stuck with nowhere to go, what do they do? Right. You know, do they find a shelter? Do they find right. like, like what do they do? You know, it's, it's really scary and it's kind of sad. Um, yeah. really is. But I think that again, goes back to my point as like, uh, community members, uh, we all have a voice mm-hmm. uh, no matter who we are or what we do we do have a voice yeah and if we use that voice effectively we can actually make change for sure so for sure and that's that's again uh i do appreciate uh the work you do with 412 food rescue like that yeah. that's thank you volumes to I using a platform to, uh, for uh something positive yeah that you're not necessarily seeing uh exactly what you do every time mm-hmm. uh, for somebody else but you do know that somebody is on the other side receiving something positive yeah. in their life. And that is what yeah. matters. I know recently also they've been really looking for um, new people to sign up to use the driver app. Okay. Um, so I think I think it's just called the, if you just search 412 Food Rescue on your app store, you'll probably find it. Um, but just given the current climate of what's going on, they're really looking for people mm-hmm. to help and um, to get food to people who need it. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that is good to know. So honestly, if you're listening, um, I forget what the app's called specifically. I think it's called uh, Food Hero app or something. Food like Hero, that. okay. Yeah. And if you can't find it through that, just type four one two Food Rescue Pittsburgh. Yeah, on that should do it. Google, and I'm sure you'll find your way around. Yeah, I'm working on. Um, I want to do sort of like some marketing with them as well, mm-hmm. where we'll have. Well, I mean, we we're planning it, but obviously this uh, pandemic has. Um, put a halt to a lot of my projects Mm -hmm. um but do some like marketing projects with them where we like film a video with people like wearing the clothes and like delivering food and like using their app Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's on hold for now yeah and and so i kind of want to hit on that uh you you probably had a lot planned uh within these (laughs) yeah within this time yeah what is that like it's like kind of like the way i visualized it is let's say you're just like standing there and like somebody comes and rips up all your plans from out from under you yeah right yeah like and they're gone yeah yeah pretty much is that kind of how it feels yeah um i have always done better like in person doing in-person sales like Mm -hmm. through pop-ups um and like art shows and like um the night i met you at mr smalls like stuff like that has always been um bigger than my online sales so losing those things is um yeah really gonna hurt man i had two events planned I had one supposed to be this weekend, I think, in Homestead. That's out the door, obviously. I had another one for April um, at the one-up behind the Green Door Warehouse. Another pop-up shop there. That's obviously canned. Mm -hmm. And the biggest one I was planning, so last spring I did um, a week-long pop-up shop in an art gallery in Bloomfield where I had um, something like 26, 27 guest artists. And every night was like a different art show, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, and it was a huge success. And I've been looking forward all year to planning the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I was supposed to have a meeting with the gallery this week, um, and that's going to get postponed as well, which sucks. Um, but it's tricky because that's not supposed to be until May, but it's like, I mean, no one like... We don't know when to plan. Yeah, like, yeah, so no, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do. It's it's really tough because nobody, like like you said, we don't know Yeah, what to plan for ahead. And Yeah, I don't know. So to try to make up, I'm going to do probably an online sale. So then how then do you take uh, this unlikely circumstance that we find ourselves in and make it work for you? <laughs> that's that's kind of what we're figuring out you right? know yeah, yeah 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 i haven't nothing has clicked for me yet man but i've seen a lot of people doing some really cool stuff mm-hmm. like um i work at flower city um the print shop in bloomfield and we had to close our doors um but our you guys have a coloring book out now right yeah yeah, yeah. so josh okay. josh snyder um is the owner there it's a great dude and he's been like working tirelessly to try to come up with like some creative ways to like mm-hmm. bring in some income so yeah we put together his coloring book with a few local artists. Yeah. And so we're trying to sell that, which is, it's cool. It's something fun you can do like at home. I did see that. Um, uh, that, that was neat. Yeah. Uh, it was a neat idea. Yeah. So I'm trying to, I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. but nothing has clicked for me yet. Hopefully, hopefully we do see that people once, it seems like the government is going to give money, mm-hmm. which is like, yeah man that's crazy it's really wild yeah 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 and hopefully people with this money have some left over so that they're able to support their local businesses the local artists yeah at least in some capacity you know what i mean but i was i was thinking about that this morning actually it's like Mm -hmm. i've heard people say like yeah if i get that money i'm going right to all my local businesses but it's like I'm I'm gonna probably gonna pay my rent. Well, that's yeah, no, <laughs> like, yeah that's that's exactly you know, what I'm gonna like, do. Yeah, I'm paying my rent personally yeah. with it. Uh, but if there is anything left sure. over, if there is, you know, please remember there are people who yeah. aren't gonna come out of this on top. You know, and maybe you get, just give them like a five or like something yeah. like that. Maybe you just send them like a donation. But like, remember there are local businesses, local artists out here that some of them have just started. Mm-hmm. but yeah you're right pay your rent take care of yourself make yeah. sure uh you have food make sure yeah like that roof's still over your head so yeah i would like to support small business so i generally do i mean in, yeah and oh it's in bloomfield i mean you can like there's a few like um local groceries mm-hmm. um i don't know i i, I, I personally get everything locally I personally am not in the uh, circumstance to be buying food out right now. You know, mm-hmm. I can't just like call up a local business and be like, oh, I'd love like your food because like, like I'm not working, you know what I yeah. mean? Personally. So it, I can only imagine other people who are in the same circumstance, you know, it's, yeah. it's tough. So definitely. Is. Luckily I have, um, right before all this sort of ha- came to the U S I, I've been doing a ton of thrifting and working mm-hmm. on a new line. Um, the um, Sort of what I gave you. I call it the Bridges Collection. The Bridges Collection. Yeah, because okay. it's sort of this idea where I'm... Um, first of all, it's on topic for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> second, yeah. it's uh, sort of this idea I'm playing with of like bridging the gap between like this vin- crazy vintage market right now and like what sort of like a modern clothing brand is trying okay. to do. Like streetwear brand, I guess you could say. Um yeah, so I'm I'm working on a whole new line of that, and I've ordered all my fabric prints already. So I'm like locked and loaded, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like ready to hang out in the studio all day. And I've for I've the seen next you, like week probably. You went on Instagram Live uh, a couple times. I, I noticed a couple of them recently. Yeah. And you were you were like showing everyone how you put the logos. Yeah. On different clothing i thought that was really cool yeah thanks um, i saw you comment on that yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh will you be doing that more to kind of keep people involved in what you're yeah, doing to, like, i would like to i would okay. like to figure out a better sort of setup for it because yeah. just because I, I wasn't really happy with the sort of camera angles i was getting really I, from a you viewer didn't mind? no from a, from the viewer uh looking in i thought it was really unique uh from the angle i got to see it in, mm-hmm. you know because uh, I got to see your hands. I got to see like the work. Yeah, doing. yeah. That's what I want is a, is an overhead view. But mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna do more of those. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Just, I, just sort of keep people updated. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know. And this is a time where like everyone's home. 
you know, right. they're quarantining themselves, right. or they should be. Right. You know? That's another debate I was having. I was having with my friend uh, Ben Petchel. We were talking about like, if you post something on Instagram right now, like, is it uh, or like announce something? Is it going to get as much traction as it normally would, just because there's all this other information that's mm. way more important than whatever I'm trying to sell you right now? Yeah. So are people even going to pay attention? But like you just said, there's another side of that coin where it's like everyone's just on their phone right now like yeah. doing nothing so mm-hmm. like a lot of people are getting maybe more people would see it than yeah. um than normal but are they going to care about it i don't know there's I, also like this guilty part of me that's like i i th- i think about it like this where okay yes there's a pandemic going on and there's a lot of information about it and people want to stay up to date but at the same time we still have to make a livelihood and we still yeah are we, we still enjoy sharing what we do with other people. Mm-hmm. So regardless of if you're sharing something that could make money for you or you're sharing something just because you enjoy it, yeah. regardless of the reason you're sharing, wouldn't you still be sharing if this wasn't going on? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, so why <laughs> change like your behaviors to like, like if, if I there's feel like it's only going to hurt. There's a certain part of me that like feels guilty about it where it's like, but like you just said, there's another part of me. that's like, yeah, I'm trying to pay my bills, but I'm, I sort of feel guilty. Like trying to like, um, it's trying to sell people stuff. Like it just in this time of crisis, it's just, yeah. It's really weird. I could, I could understand that, but I can only think that, uh, People who know you and know your brand and know what you're about understand that this is a tough time. And you would be showcasing that you have these awesome products and awesome clothing Mm -hmm. for sale regardless. And even though you're doing it while a pandemic's going on, it's okay because it's part of your business, part of your brand, and yeah. it's part of who you are. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I think I'm just thinking yeah. about it too much. Well, no, I, I also thought about it, too, about posting. Like, I, I thought about different things I posted, and, and I think, well, like, maybe people aren't, like, vibing with this. Or, mm-hmm. like, well, honestly, at the end of the day, we kind of just say, who gives a fuck, you yeah. know? And we got to do it anyway. Right. That's, yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> like, right, dude. I can't tell you how many times I, like contemplated a post and i'm like you know fuck it yeah yeah like <laughs> I, honestly like, I like they're gonna talk about it anyway yeah regardless of if you post it or not and yeah. why do, why does it matter you know like hopefully they do talk about it hopefully your post can get somebody's mind off of the pandemic you know that's kind of mm-hmm. where my mindset is where yeah i've thought about that as yeah, well i'm not posting so much about the pandemic because it's like i'd rather post something to reach out to the individual mm-hmm. you know i want to connect with people yeah. i don't want to further stuff all of this information which they're already receiving from their right. news sources right you don't want to add to that no, i'm not an expert you know also that yeah <laughs> yeah that's not my place my place is to be myself through social media sure. on social media you have thought about this a lot oh you? yeah yeah me too i have to you know yeah. because uh for yeah. one, I have all this time to think, you know? <laughs> yeah. Typically, I'm, like, in a restaurant for hours on end. But mm-hmm. now I... I Where do like, you work? I work at Butcher in the Rye. Oh, okay. So, nice. yeah. And and I do enjoy working there, but currently I can't. Mm-hmm. So, I have all this time to make the most of. Mm-hmm. And some of that time, I see myself contemplating thoughts in depth a little more than usually. I won't say too much, because too mm-hmm. much could mean it wasn't productive. I think it's productive to think. Mm-hmm. I think it's productive to... No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, I agree, man. So, I, I would say just, like, keep posting. You know? Yeah. Like, like honestly, like, for me, I remember when you posted your IG Live, I was sitting at that desk right there. I was writing letters, and I was watching your IG Live. Mm-hmm. You know, it felt nice to kind of, like, do something for me that was productive at the same time i knew somebody else was doing productive mm-hmm. you know oh yeah that's yeah, nice yeah, yeah it was like nice to think about yeah it was like i knew you were doing something out there and i'm doing something out there and i see you're on live so fuck yeah. it, i'm gonna throw it on you know oh yeah like i said man I'm, i mean i'm not gonna stop mm-hmm. um like i'm i'm honestly excited to be able to just like lock myself in the studio and mm-hmm. and so for hours on end yesterday i developed 
Didn't you the just, last three days, I've been developing film like crazy. It's been great. You just learned how to sew kind of recently as well? Yeah, within the last year, last yeah. Year? yeah. Combination of my girlfriend and um, YouTube. How has that kind of woven its way into your clothes? I like the economics of it because I can do things myself and save money as opposed to having a manufacturer do them. For instance, um, like sewing in tags, um, like size tags, mm-hmm. um, Oh, that, that's like something I wouldn't even have considered. Yeah, yeah so I just order them in bulk, mm-hmm. and then um, I just sell them on myself. Same with the um, like logo patches as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes it super cheap, and I don't mind doing it. Also, it's giving me like sort of this new realm of creativity, mm-hmm. which is what led to um, sort of like the Bridges collection. And also, recently, I've been thinking about doing like more like chopped and screwed type pieces where I'll like... Okay. A friend gave me like a ton of camo pants and they're all different camos so i have this idea to like split them down the middle and then combine, combine them, them back together with okay. like two different camo patterns okay. yeah so i want to get into more like really custom stuff like that mm-hmm. would you say that when somebody takes their time to do just that little step more maybe they wrote something down and they sewed the piece on or mm-hmm. they they just put a little bit more time into the piece wouldn't you say that that means a lot more? And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's I really... think it's more of um, a thrill, too, mm, okay. for anyone who's paying attention. I, I mean, it's just way cooler than just like a, you know, printing a, a photo onto a T-shirt, which is also wildly expensive sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing it that way can be a lot cheaper. Actually. Yeah, maybe it took a little bit more time, but you saved money yeah. and it meant more yeah. to the person who owns it's it. It's also... Um, what I meant by it's more thrilling, it's like more eye-catching, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you familiar with like Nicole McLaughlin or... Um, Nicole McLaughlin. Uh, so she does um, like... Um, she'll like go... Th- she'll find like vintage pieces and then she'll make them into... Cut them apart and make them into something completely new. Is she the ooh baby? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Um, that's Annika. Okay. Yeah, she she really does like really that. cool stuff yeah, too as well. Sweet. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but this is like I wish like can I show you a picture? Yeah, yeah, please. I don't know. I really want you to see this. There's also another dude out of Philly who does it. So this is kind of. So it seems to me like there's this wave of this sort of style of making clothes catching on. Like, same with, like, what Ooh Baby does, and, um, yeah. So, she'll, like, just make these wild, like... Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. Nicole McLaughlin. Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. She recently started doing, like, that craziest stuff, but, Mm -hmm. like... What? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. And, I mean, she's been on, like, all over Hypebeast recently. Yeah. And stuff. There's another dude. Look at that. Like, what? That's, yeah, it's, it's unreal. And it looks, like, good. Yeah. You know, so oh, she's really good at it. Yeah, really she good. used to work at, um, like, Fila or something, like, designing shoes. Mm-hmm. But, like, look at this, though. There's another dude who makes hats like this out of Philly. Um, but they're all, like, super clever. Oh, what? Like, <laughs> um, like, look at this goldfish hat like what? yeah the hell <laughs> so i feel like that sort of i want to be able to tap into that kind of market mm-hmm. and that's where i'm turn thinking of like what i was saying like with the camo pants like well it, it looks like you're looking to combine things that most people don't expect to be combined right yeah that's yeah exactly like and that's goal. what i meant of like the thrill of it like it's yeah. a little surprise it's like what is he doing like yeah i like that i i uh i saw the same type of thing happen happening in animation mm-hmm. lately where it's like there's this account it's like my kid drew it or something and the guy takes like pictures that were drawn from his kid and he creates them into like real looking things and it was mm-hmm. i was just like what the hell is this you know yeah. or there's like accounts where they'll combine two things that don't make any sense together and it looks really good mm-hmm. but to do that with clothing for me i i I can't believe I haven't even thought or even looked for it. That's mm-hmm. really cool because it it's bringing like 
elements that you could touch, mm-hmm. you know, elements you can feel, and two things that have no relation or correlation, mm-hmm. but together they make something yeah. on their own. And also, they'll he'll um, like the Falcon Bells dude, like, um, alongside from what you're saying is like they're oftentimes be like really witty, like mm-hmm. of what like um, like a bag of weed and like make it into a hat, and it just like the caption will just be pothead. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just great. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just great. No, it, it is. It is cool too. Uh, if you could say like, like, there's more to the story of that clothing piece. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. and I think that matters. You know, when yeah. I when I buy a painting or when I buy clothing, I want there to be something that kind of uh, connects me to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe it's humor. You yeah. know, maybe it's not. But yeah. I think the stories and the way we can like talk about things really uh sell what we're doing if if they're meaningful yeah so what i found with um the bridges collection though is like um people love them Mm -hmm. um like they'll and it's really cool sometimes you'll see someone find a piece that they like it's perfect for them um but what's difficult is because everything is like thrifted and and i find um by vintage it's like um 80 percent of the time if somebody likes a piece it's not going to fit them so that's been a bit of a struggle and i'm working on sort of um getting through that by just ordering um right now i want to do like a windbreaker so i'm just ordering a bunch of windbreakers and then sewing the same photo onto all of them so that i can offer them different sizes different sizes yeah Mm -hmm. and and color options if need be yeah um so that's kind of what I'm thinking, it, working on my head right now. And this is called the Bridges Collection, right? Mm-hmm. And so how many bridges did you go out there and take photos of? <laughs> there's a few. There's a few, yeah. I, I mean, probably like four or five. Four or five? Four or five bridge pictures I use. Yeah. Okay. and maybe, you, maybe less, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Do you plan to grow the bridge pictures, or do you like that um, you selected these like specific ones? Um, these fit the collection you know man i don't i don't really it's very rare that i'll like come up with a photo that i want that that i want to use or that i have in mind or something it's more so like i'll just go out and shoot photos so it's organic yeah yeah i keep it pretty organic there's been a few times where like um like this shirt like the parking chair shirt i did okay how like i sort of like staged that and then took the photo with this end result in mind mm-hmm. but generally yeah i just go out and shoot every day the parking chair that's like the pittsburgh parking chair mm-hmm. right that people put out yep uh to save their spot yeah that's... and that's what my um zine is sort of modeled around as well mm-hmm. is this uh, is metaphor that for the parking chair system to exist there needs to be this sort of mutual respect between people and their neighbors mm-hmm. because um if that mutual respect wasn't there, like you would just move the chair and park there. Mm-hmm. So it's this metaphor that um, between that concept and all the photos sort of ties it together. So I, I'm not originally from Pittsburgh. Okay. Where are you from? Sarasota, Florida is where I grew up. Okay. And I was raised and I moved here to go to college. I've been to Sarasota. You have? Yes. Okay. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I went out on that little island. You know what I'm uh, talking about? There's like mad rich people live out there. People say like Stephen like, King has that career out there. I'm trying to think. Anna Maria? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maria, and yeah. um, like some drug lord has a, like a state yeah, out there. Yeah, there's a bunch of rich people, like rich, famous people yeah. who all live out there. Yeah, but on top of that, Anna Maria, uh, it's got a lot of public beach accesses. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the donuts out there, so good. Oh, yeah. Like they have really good donuts, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like Fun nice little ice cream shops. Nice. Um, but no, Anna Maria. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're good. I could talk about Sarasota and like the beaches out there for days. Yeah. Like, that's that's my calm spot. Mm-hmm. I just like I can't do it now, but while I'm there, I love just going to a, like a public beach access, sitting there by myself, mm-hmm. like just, just calm. You know, just, I love it. Yeah, but uh, It'd be nice to do that right now. Wouldn't it, it would. It really would. <laughs> no, it it would. I. Uh, but anyway, so the reason what, why did I bring up Sarasota? What oh, were we okay. talking about? I'm sorry. I 
We got on a, on a tangent. There. I don't know. I got sidetracked. I got really excited because I feel like that's a kind of a random place that I've been there. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. What what brought you there? I'm just curious now. Um, an ex girlfriend's grandmother. Okay. All right. Well, I won't go into that anymore. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that. So actually, and I know that was I, like ten years ago. Though, I remembered like. why we were talking about it, or why I even brought it up. So I'm from Sarasota, and because of that, I wasn't. I didn't grow up knowing that if you put parking chairs or if you put something there, like you're not supposed oh, yeah. to move it, right? So I respect the parking chair thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I fully embraced it. I respect it, but. I will say, if you put a cone out there, I'm going to move your cone. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I don't respect the cone. I so don't. it's not the same as the it's chair? It's not the same. No. Dude, I, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's different. It could be because I live uh, right over here where I live. Yeah, I feel there's, like I saw a cone out there. There's these there's these four cones that are always put out. They're put out two over there and two over there. And I see the people do it. And they're literally just doing it because they're like taking up all these different spots mm-hmm. for their one car. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Maybe it's because everyone always moves their cones. But if there, if it was a chair, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Maybe I'm in the wrong. Yeah. I've, I could be, but sometimes there's no spots over here. I don't know. That's a weird mental thing you have going on there. <laughs> it is. That is, yeah. It is. I've always thought about that, doing this, some sort of um, like experiment where mm-hmm. I like, where you go around and move people's chairs and park yeah. there. Like, what? You know, what's going on? Like a swap chair type thing? Or just like moving? No, no, no. Just like completely break the the rules of the parking chair system and just like go and move people's chairs and just park there people and wait for them to come outside and see what they say yeah like what's what's gonna happen like but i do feel like a lot of in my neighborhoods a lot of old people elder people um Mm -hmm. and they'll put um chairs out just to save their spot like in front of their house because it's it's pain in the ass to like get a private um like handicapped parking spot in front of your house mm-hmm. so a lot of people do that how it, they say it originally started actually it's like back when it actually used to snow in pittsburgh people mm-hmm. would like shovel out their um spot in front of their house and then put their cone or put the parking chair there mm-hmm. so that they don't nobody else like steals their freshly uh shoveled um spot so i i really like how how it started because that's what i've heard as well and yeah. I think that's why I respect the chair because it started with the chair. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I respect the tradition of it. You yeah. know, like that's I what be... it is. I talk in the zine. I talk about the tradition and mm-hmm. sort of this nostalgia of it as well. Yeah. And uh, there's a really good video about it actually by Dean Bog. Yeah, Have yeah, you, yeah. You watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think he does a really good job. Yeah, Dean, your your work is great, man. He he does a really good job in kind of like showcasing the stories here mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. He does, but that specific one is is really what honed in for like a lot of different people who I know. They watched that video and they were like, "This mm-hmm. is why the chairs are there." Yeah, like it was really cool to see. So, like we've been saying, check out his zine. There's only one page of text, and okay. it's completely visual beyond that. And so then do you agree that a picture tells more words than the words say themselves? For me, it does. I've always found that okay. I've, been, I've been more um, of a visual learner mm-hmm. and sort of have more of like a photogenic memory than I would if I were to read something. For me, it does, especially like the layout of it. Like you'll notice different things like... Um, Should I open it? Yeah, dude, open it. I would, I would love for you to see it. Yeah, so you'll notice, like, different things, like, um, just in terms of, like, what picture is next to another picture. Um, and the best thing about it is, like, even I still go through it, and I'm, like, I'll notice, like, different things that oh, I, this is I sick. haven't seen before. Okay, so when you first open it, um, I didn't realize this, but it's wrapped with, like, a no parking, like, Caution tape, caution tape. Yellow yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, it's sick. I, yeah, I actually really like that. I don't even want to take this off. Oh, I, take it off, man. I have to. <laughs> so what I did is on the pre-order as well. I got a lot of pre-orders, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do this sort of like um, giving back thing for pre-orders. So what I did is on the inside of the parking tape, I wrote a little promo code. Mm, okay. Um, did you tell people that? I didn't. I waited like a week to tell people. Just to see, like, who would throw that out or not. Yeah. And then it, it was, like, a 75% off promo code oh, for the shit. whole website. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and I've got a few orders from it, too. Did you say, did anyone throw it out? Do you know? I don't know. I, <laughs> I didn't get too much response back, but I have gotten a few orders from it. Okay. I For one, just, like, my personal thought, I really like how you're using the, the number text. 
mm-hmm. uh, is like the same as your bankrupt bodega tax. Oh yeah, right. Oh, so yeah. like that's cool to see. Like you're keeping that. Yep, I it's keep everything. Uh, oh, this is sweet. I keep everything pretty uniform within Dude, the branding. I think I know this this building. I think I know that building. That's my backyard. Oh, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <don't tell> that. <laughs> that's funny. Holy shit! Yeah, I've been back there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is cool. How it like overlaps. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. I I really so I, I want to know now that I'm looking at this. What sure. do you think of the angles in the city, like downtown? Do you, oh, like I the love angles sh- of the buildings. How I they love shooting downtown. I right. Um, and I I do a lot of stuff like that, like shooting up, like looking at buildings. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow. Depends on the light, though, honestly, for I me. really vibe with this. Yeah. This is sick. Yeah. Page 12, that, check it out, sleeper. bottom right. Yeah. You know what's funny? I, I, because I knew we were doing this, I listened, told you I listened to some episodes, mm-hmm. and I stumbled upon Streets. Yeah, Sniper Streets. Sniper Streets. Shout yeah. out Streets. Yeah, so I linked up. I hit them up as I was listening to the episode. Oh, I was that's like, sick. I was like, yo, we got to hang out. Like, I got to tell you about it. Like, yeah. I don't he's... know many other people who, like, shoot like I do, like all day every day and like develop their own film and i mm-hmm. saw that like what he was doing i was like hit him up he got back instantly we had plans to hang out the next day mm-hmm. it was tight we you guys up. met right oh yeah yeah, yeah we isn't were... he really down to earth and yeah super down to earth super cool um and he's very really good about for, his business too. very good photographer too yeah yeah he doesn't play no very very but cool. yeah we had a good old time shooting downtown my camera broke though so i had some trouble there oh fuck yeah you guys will link up again, I'm sure, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. He's got a really cool story about how he really got into photography, too. Mm-hmm. I was really, uh, really intrigued in uh, how he... I played football. Mm-hmm. He also played football. I, I just, like, we were able to connect over that. And then, sure. like, how he found his, like, creativity, like, after. And, like... Yeah. I don't know. It was just... It's really cool. Um, yeah, he was saying like sports took up pretty much most of his life mm-hmm. to begin with. He wasn't really thinking like creatively. No, that and that's how creatively. it was for me, where it was like sports took up a lot of my life. So we were able to really like relate over mm-hmm. that um, and how we changed from that. Wow, these page twenty three and twenty four. <laughs> that's a good one. And like one I said, is... like you keep if you keep going back through, you'll just keep noticing different things. Yeah, no, like... I'm I'm definitely gonna r- look through this. I hope you've been enjoying this episode of Rawness of Reality. If you have, please subscribe to our channel, rate us five stars, and leave a review. That really does go a long way. We are now going to segue into the next portion of this discussion. This is the part where I break out the pod decks and then we'll transition to burst time. I explain both of them going forward. So enough from me, here's Pat Bruner. This is when we get to eat Starburst? Not yet. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, sorry. All right, all right, all right, let's get it. <laughs> so what this is, I went to PodFest not too long ago, and, and I got these things called pod decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a bunch of random questions okay. that are kind of created uh, by somebody else. And I'm going to shuffle up the deck, and I'm just going to ask you a random one out of this deck. Okay. They cover broad topics from life, music, food, a culture, things yeah. like that. Yeah, nice. I'm excited. All right, so... The first one is, what is your most treasured possession? Um, my family and loved ones, I would say. Mm, okay. Not that that's a possession necessarily, no, but I, I mean, what would I be without them? Yeah, so. no, and I, I appreciate that answer because most people look at that as a material object question, mm-hmm. uh, as did I when I first looked at it. I even wrote the word right. material on it. Yeah. That's really eye-opening for you to see yeah. that. Um, in terms of material things, probably my uh, Nikon F3. Nikon F3, okay. Yeah, camera. If you could ask one person one question and they had to answer truthfully, who and what would you ask? Um, I don't know. Next question. Next question. Next okay. question. Right, that, we'll that, that, would, that would you call me on that one. <laughs> Yeah. They, I want to say like Obama and been like, yo, where you been at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one is, what do you consider your greatest achievement? Graduating from Pitt. Next to that, the um, week-long pop-up shop I did last spring, I was telling you about. Probably those two things. But yeah, that the 
those both really pushed me to sort of my limit. Um, school, just because obviously I wouldn't say I'm the best learner in the pop-up shop because it, I had a few people helping me. My girlfriend helped me out a lot, but pretty much for the most part, it was just me like running the show mm-hmm. and I was in way over my head. And uh, But you made it work. Yeah, but I made it yeah. work. Yeah, That's so that was, that was a big challenge. Heard that. And uh, so this isn't the first time for Burst Time, but here we go. Okay. So the way it works is you and I are going to split this pack of Starburst. Okay. And I'm going to put 59 seconds on the clock. Okay. With that, I'm going to ask you questions really quickly. Okay. After the 59 seconds, there will be two more questions. All right. Okay, cool. I, I, Today we have a king size, share size, Starburst pack. Nice. You can take all these home after if they're not finished, so don't worry about rushing through them. What's your go-to flavor? Probably pink. Pink? There you go. Take, take all the pink. What's your go-to flavor? Mine is also pink. Oh, dude. Well, no, I you're can't good. have them all. That's your pack. Trust me, I have way too many Starburst. Like, like just way too many. Oh, if you happen to have misophonia, please don't proceed through this part of the episode. You're not going to enjoy it. Back away. <laughs> no, you're good. Mm-hmm. If they have misophonia, we'll just back out. Or get closer. Okay. Bright socks or no color socks? Um, I like white and black. Okay. Snapbacks or non-snapback hats? Non-snapback, like a five-panel camp hat. Okay, logo or plain shape? Honestly, plain. Plain. Yeah. Okay. But I do like my logo, so I wear it. Glasses or contacts? Glasses all day. Okay. Clean shaven or beard? Uh, beard. Good. Not completely. Oh, this Starburst made it tough. I might have to extend the timer, man. Well, it, it kind of just runs its course. <laughs> um, what's next? Um, favorite photographer in the city? Um, Cam Brown. Bam Crown on Instagram. One artist you'd love to work with in the city of Pittsburgh? Um... Um, probably Bill Nils. Bill Nils? Mm-hmm. Who, who's Bill Nils? I'm not He's a rapper. Um, affiliated with, um, like Mac Miller and most dope. Mm-hmm. And 3D photography or just regular? I would love to do a shoot with him. I'm probably going to hit him up about it pretty soon. Okay. And 3D photography or regular photography? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. I can't hear you over the sound of my chewing. <laughs> Those mess up bands. Um... Probably a little bit of both. Okay. And for our listeners who don't know what 3D photography, <laughs> could you go in? Because recently, I've been seeing on my timeline from a lot of creative people across the board, mm-hmm. they just come out with these sick pictures of them moving. Mm-hmm. Like, where are these coming from? And they're pretty much all coming from you. So yeah. can you talk about what these <laughs> are and like what is going on here? I'm yeah. really into it. Um, so it's just a camera. They make apps on your iPhone that you can sort of mimic the effect, but... It will never be the same. Um, this is a camera, and it has four lenses on the front. Mm-hmm. And each one sort of faces, has a different angle to it. When you shoot a photo, it shoots four photos of the exact same moment, mm-hmm. but they each have a different perspective. So you develop them, um, and then I scan them. And then I take them into Photoshop, where I will overlay them all. Um, and then loop them into a GIF, and the effect you get is this, um, I forget what it's called, um, but it's sort of this back and forth effect that makes it look like it's kind of 3D. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really cool to look at. It's really right? cool, yeah. yeah. Recently I've started doing, like, putting these into, like, Adobe, um, Premiere as well, and making, like, videos out of them, mm. and, like, syncing them to music. Um, just with like some interesting transitions. Yeah. What uh, what made you, what motivated you to start doing these types of photography? Um, it's just something different. Mm-hmm. First of all, um, I saw somebody in New York was using one, and I hit him up and I was like, yo, because I also didn't know about it, and I was like, yo, what's good with that? <laughs> yeah. And he told me, and then I looked into it, and then I got one and I started using it. Yeah. But they're more popular than you think. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, I um, I guess I'm a little behind at times, but I keep seeing them around. Yeah, I mean, really they're cool. not 
they're not that popular because a lot of people um, don't shoot film. Like mm-hmm. I said, a lot of people try to mimic it on the phone. Yeah, it's, it's not, not the same. Not the same no. at all. Um, so yeah, I wanted to just do something different, and I've recently got back into film. Mm-hmm. Like super heavy, crazy, obsessed. Um, and I wanted to sort of experiment with everything that I can, so mm-hmm. I thought that was a good point to start. I also started experimenting with um, 120 millimeter film, otherwise known as mini format. Mm-hmm. You're familiar with that? I'm not. No. Um, so basically, like that camera right there, that's a 35 millimeter. This is referring to the size of the negative okay. that you put through it. So that's like a standard 35 millimeter standard film. Um, 120 is the negative is like I think four or five times the size of what you put through there so the result is you get this higher resolution and um, sort of a a better like dynamic range of colors as well Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to use these like crazy medium format cameras that like take up your whole like it's crazy but they're so fun to use Mm -hmm. Um, how's it walking around with something well, it's mad weird. You're like, you, you can't walk around with it. First of all, people look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, that's, um, that's cool. And you only get 10 shots on a roll of film oh. if you're shooting 6x7 medium format. There's other ones that let you do more, but they shoot a smaller picture. Yeah. So, yeah, I've wanted to just dive in and learn as much as I can. But I do love the 3D photos. Yeah, I, as do I. Um, I worked on a project with Benji on this. Oh, you did? Oh, you, the Bankrupt Bodega, he's wearing a, your hoodie that you're wearing. Yeah, yeah. So we put out a few of them, but um, I lost my Starburst. But we did more of a... Um, more. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Starburst. Yeah. Get, we did more of a... You want um, some tropical ones? I have some tropical on the back burner. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, from past interviews. No, I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> this is perfect. Um, yeah, so anyway, me and Benji put together a... And DJ, his manager, put together a. Um, oh, I forgot you got you. He's been on here, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we put together a little project. Yeah, Benji was a uh, great time. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Yeah, he's a good dude down yeah. earth. Very down earth. We got along real well from the get go. Yeah. Turns out we used to play um, soccer against each other. High really? School. Did you win or did his team win? Generally, we lost, okay. but there, he. Him and DJ played for Central. I played for Woodland Hills. Okay. And they were always better than us, but for whatever reason, on uh, their senior rec night, like our my senior year as well, we beat them one to nothing. Oh, that's it high. Was great. Yeah, <laughs> that's big. After for like four years, they were crushing us. But yeah, so we when we linked up, we had sort of forgot that we. Had, knew each other and had these mutual connections from the past yeah it's really cool to kind of like like connect on that it it's uh it's really cool i i listen to other podcasters in the area just to see what else is what's fresh and what's new and Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes during the conversations i see uh, people connecting back being like like i I, like went there like like you went to the same school as somebody you had no idea of. Mm-hmm. Like, like Pittsburgh's a lot smaller than mm-hmm. we think. Or maybe we think it's small and we disagree with that. But it's pretty small. It is pretty small. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's what it is. It's actually this small. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's cool, too, because it, it brings the community together more. And I think mm-hmm. uh, the culture in Pittsburgh is really growing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, it's like, um, the way I look at it, it's like an incubator. Like, if I was to be doing what I was doing in New York... Or L.A. or Chicago or these other obvious cities. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the exposure levels you get are sort of twisted because so many other people are trying to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like this, this bloodbath or a fight to try to like get to the top. But in Pittsburgh, what you can do and what I've found is as long as you, you put out quality work and you um, play your cards right and you, you network well, Opportunities will come to you, yeah. Because people, there's not as many photographers, there's not as many clothing brands, and um, in time, if you keep stick to that model and keep building, like you can move, like move yeah. to New York. Like once you have some, uh, like a fan base and, and um, sort of like a proven track record, like you can mm-hmm. move wherever you want. Yeah, 
It's like, uh... I so kinda, I like being in Pittsburgh right now. I, I heard it like this, and I, I really appreciate like the way this is said. It's, uh, why be a small fish in a big pond when mm-hmm. you could be a big fish in a small pond? Yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah, this is, uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, But I do have one last question for you. And sure. it's, what does rawness of reality mean to you? Um, I think um, this idea of rawness is like um, almost like just putting yourself out there and, and experimenting and being aggressive in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And the reality side of it is applying that to what you do in your daily life and what if you're creative like whatever sort of outlet you're working in like applying that work ethic to the reality of your life yeah. mm. and, the, and the product you're putting out oh, does that make sense that's an insightful way to put it yeah 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 i, I appreciate it what does it mean to you to me mm-hmm. i i look at it uh so I actually came up with the idea when I was debating the idea of immortality in a paper, mm-hmm. a philosophy class, and I, it was called Star Trek and Philosophy, and I had to debate immortality, and I thought, well, I appreciate the rawness of reality in my life, mm-hmm. and that is why I don't want to be immortal, and what it came to be is, for me anyway, is rawness of reality is a concept about the moments in our lives that matter to us, uh, that may go unnoticed to the people around us mm-hmm. but these moments are crucial to us as individuals and they create our worldview they mm-hmm. create our outlook yeah. and i think uh if we can appreciate our rawness of reality then we can have a better outlook on our world and we can appreciate the human beings around us that's nice yeah that's really well said thank you yeah. <laughs> uh that's better than I, <laughs> I, I, I came up with this <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, but uh, good. that's good. Yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, uh, not many people ask me what it means to me, mm-hmm. so I appreciate uh, that. Uh, I like it though. I like the name. You do? Okay, I, that's cool. That's, that's I great. like that you have to think about it. Like it's not obvious. Like yeah, but, and and everybody's answer is going to be different. So I appreciate you asking that too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I I expect it to be different, uh, just because everyone has a different outlook on what their even re- reality is. Yeah. Uh, so something like rawness of reality peace love and happiness can go a lot further in these strange times i enjoyed speaking with pat bruner and i hope you all enjoyed listening if you did please leave a comment and let us know how you're doing. that really does go a long way also don't forget to check out pat bruner's instagram and his website his new bridges collection is absolutely amazing. Thanks everybody for listening. I was thankful enough to be gifted a bridges collection t-shirt and that'll be in the post I put up on Instagram. Definitely check it out. Our episodes can only get better from here. I want to give a big thank you to Joe Cal on the beats. And remember, stay raw with reality.